Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Shadeswood, where the worst sisters. Our motto here is, if attempted murder is a crime, then attempted comedy is a podcast. I'm Sadie. I'm Suna. And I'm Arzom. And this is the Worst Sisters Shire podcast. And this week we are doing another episode of Shadeswood, where we are going to be covering season 3, episode 17 and 18. So who wants to cover episode 17? Suna. Uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, so episode 17 is called Out of the Frying Pan and Into the Inferno. And in this episode, things are really heating up for the girls. <laughs> Don't mind the pun. I knew that was coming. <laughs> How? I'm so unpredictable. Start to see the return of some characters that haven't been around for about a few episodes or like half a season or so in these ones. So we start to see um, the return of the Melissa ideology. We start to see the return of Wilden. We even see Dr. Sullivan come back again. And the girls are kind of, um, things actually are heating up for them. So Arya and Ezra's relationship is heating up. Hannah is spying on Caleb, Spencer and um, Toby. The Spoby fans, there's bad news in this episode. So, yeah, it's, it's all happening. And episode 18 is called Dead to Me. We find out is more a comment on Toby now being dead to Spencer. In this episode, we see a lot of different stuff going on with the girls. So Hannah and Caleb are, you know, meeting his uncle and cleaning out his childhood house. Emily is um, going through it at the moment and Arya and Wes start hanging out a bit more. Yeah, and I think the dead to me also refers to um, the return of Alison's body to her family. Yes, that's right. So Alison's body gets returned to her family and she's being reburied for the 19th time yeah. um, in the mausoleum <laughs> this time. <laughs> I wonder what she'll do next. I wonder if she'll do cremation. <laughs> I feel like that has to be the last one, surely. She does like a Viking funeral where she gets sent out to sea yeah. and lit on fire. <laughs> And then, like, the last season is just the girls trying to figure out where to scatter her ashes because they've got to figure out all her stupid clues about where she wanted to be scattered. <laughs> oh, my God, brilliant. I was going to – I thought you were going with they have to figure out how to glue her ashes back together so they can bury her. <laughs> no, no. She's left, like, diary notes and lipsticks and stuff everywhere, and it's all about her plan for the afterlife. Actually, it turns out she wanted to be cremated. And her um, ashes scattered somewhere, but they can't figure out where because it's all cryptic. Okay, Marlene King, if you want another series, you have to ask us permission if you want to use that. Exactly. <laughs> like, we'll give you permission, but ask. <laughs> yeah, trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll only let you have it if I can play the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And A is just there trying to, like, scatter them in different places they're dumping the ashes and a who is me and this is catching them in the air and running away <laughs> oh my god why is this the best <laughs> you guys should have written for the show why do i keep finding ashes in my bedroom <laughs> I know. you'll get ali back dust by dust <laughs> i know ali's talking to us beyond the grave again, again. <laughs> oh so good do we want to start with hannah then yeah, sounds good. Her arm hurts. Yes, I was like, did I miss something in the last episode? How did she hurt her wrist? I I was going to ask you guys, but I thought you might laugh at me because I don't remember. I have no idea how she hurt her wrist. My question is also, how did Hannah hurt her hand? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how her arm hurts. 
her mom, she tells her mom that she fell in gym class and it was stupid, but I suspect that's not true. <laughs> I just don't remember why. So Ashley asks Hannah, how's school, how's Mona and everything? And Hannah's like real shitty at her. She's like, why do you, as, why do you think I need protection? As if she wasn't stalked and like run over to, for two years. Yeah. Maybe that's why you need protection, Hannah, because you literally almost died at the hand of your best friend. Also, shouldn't this um this question have been asked before Mona even got to the school or just after? Not like halfway through the school year? After this scene, we see Hannah talking to the girls about how she thinks Caleb is lying about um what's going on and um Arya's like oh, you should just ask him and be honest. And Hannah says the most iconic thing ever. She's like, this is like taking diet tips from the world's fattest man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so true. And then Arya's shocked Pikachu face. Why do you guys think I'm the best liar? <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. Excuse me, Arzo. Did you just mm-hmm. ha-ha-ha me? Her laugh sounded so weird just now. Like, she actually said ha-ha-ha. 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 Hannah's at school next and she sees Paige talking on the phone with her back turned to her, but she's sitting on Paige's shoulder. Yeah. Where Paige (laughs) where Paige is saying, Oh, you literally shoved a wet brain in her locker and she was still smiling, Caleb. I know. Like, why is Paige talking so loud and so unaware of her surroundings when she's scheming? And even when she's done scheming. She doesn't even turn around. She just walks straight for the wall in front of her and it cuts out. Like, where was she going to go? Also, not even that, but, like, she has this, like, secret conversation, but she gives the exact time and location of where she's meeting them. Yeah. (laughs) Pages like to summarise, so you put the brain in her locker and we're secretly meeting at this location, so I'll see you then. Bye, Caleb. (laughs) P.S. My pink Cody is one, two, three, four. (laughs) I know, basically. (laughs) Um, so Hannah takes note of where she's going. Hannah decides she's going to start following Paige around. She ends up in a lesbian club because where else is a lesbian going to meet someone? Yeah. Okay. So like if you're a lesbian, where else can you go besides a lesbian club? Nowhere. Or the pool. A hardware, hardware store, obviously. Yeah, true. Hey, underage Paige goes to her lesbian bar where she's sip sipping and talking to someone. But when Hannah walks in, she's literally standing in Paige's face, who somehow doesn't see her because she's like on her side profile. Yeah. <laughs> and um, all of these lesbians in this bar have never seen a woman before because everyone's staring at Hannah and checking her out. Also, she walks in there and it takes 10 seconds for her to be sent a raspberry flirtini. I know. Also, a raspberry flatini sounds delightful. Did you just make that up or is that an um, actual thing? That's the name of the drink that she said. Oh. And then after she gets a pink drink sent to her, Hannah's sitting in Paige's lap and um, <laughs> doesn't see her still. <laughs> like literally, like Hannah's head is basically like in between her head and the other woman that she's with. Like... <laughs> Paige is just breathing in Hannah's recycled air at this day. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's literally like basically touching her face. They're accidentally sitting cheek to cheek like me and Suma do. <laughs> and um, she's just, Paige doesn't notice her. She's too like into this this discussion 
with her friend. Han- Suddenly Paige is going to turn around. So Hannah ducks down and no one sees this girl crawling away two centimeters from her face. And she gets across the bar and smart and like starts dancing with the girl who had bought her a drink. It takes all of three seconds for another girl to walk up and be like, why are you dancing with this peroxide bitch basically? <laughs> and throws a drink in her face. Um, and suddenly she gets ID'd. You can have a drink without ID, but you can't have a drink thrown at you. Yeah, exactly. When Hannah gets sent to the police station for underage drinking, um, um, she sees Emily there and we'll cover off more on what that involves in Emily's timeline. But Ashley goes and picks her up. When Ashley picks her up, um, she's like, what were you doing there? Were you experimenting? Is pink drink a code for a gay thing? (laughs) Um, And Hannah's like, no, 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 it's not a gay thing. It's just a drink that's pink. Okay. And Paige isn't a one girl kind of girl. So I have to tell Emily and Ashley's like, let me give you some advice. Mind your business. Okay, bye. And that's all that happens to her in this episode. Same. That's all I got. And then the next episode, she um, helps Caleb with his family ship. Apparently, um, Caleb got a phone call and his aunt who um, he used to live with that put him into the foster system is moving to Brisbane and they're like getting rid of shit in her house. And his mum was asking if he wants to go there and see if he wants anything. And he at first said no. Hannah's um, trying to convince him to go and uh, check it out um, and that he won't get the chance again. Uh, we find out through some conversation that she has with Aria. He, she ended up convincing him by cooking him dinner and they're going to go and check it out. So when they go there, they meet um, Uncle Caleb's mystery uncle. Jamie. Jamie. What was his name? Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, I wrote. I just wrote Caleb Uncle for all of my notes. So he gets there, and for some reason, he has to sort through everything and decide what to keep and what to throw out. Like, why did he get stuck with this job all of a sudden? I thought he was just meant to be there to see if he wanted anything. If you're moving halfway across the world, I'm suggesting that anything you leave behind should just get thrown out. Yeah. So for some reason, he's now like cleaning it like I would have just gone there being like yes no take whatever I wanted and leave like why would you stand there and help them clean it for you don't like them um but his uncle keeps getting like more and more mysterious so he's like to um Hannah is Caleb treating you right like he's so handsome right yeah (laughs) is he treating you right he's he turned out into such a handsome boy Hannah starts asking him questions about Caleb's dad and he says that they never hear from him and like the uncle used to feel guilty and take him out from time to time. And he also says that Caleb's mum deserved better than that. And then um, Uncle Caleb gives Hannah a photo of a six-month-old Caleb. Uncle Caleb, he says that he Jamie. Found... <laughs> uh, so he gives Hannah a photo of Caleb when he was a baby and he says he found it at the bottom of some drawer. Um, so then Hannah does like the biggest sleuthing of her life. Like if she was this sleuthy for the uh, rest of the show she would have figured out who a is like in episode two i know yeah (laughs) so hannah does her best detective work ever and she figures out that uncle caleb uncle jamie is probably caleb's dad and she put this together because photo of him had the hand and the hand had a ring and the ring was the same as the one that jamie was wearing um and she also figures out that the, the there was creases in the photo that was not consistent with it having been in a drawer. It looked more like it was in a wallet and she thought he was carrying it around and Caleb's like, not a chance, that can't be. That's about that. We don't actually see him um, go and resolve any of that yet in this episode. It's just kind of opened the floodgates of the possibility 
that we've just met Caleb's dad. This whole storyline doesn't go the way I want it to go. Like, I want them to follow one storyline. They ignore it for, like, seven years and put me onto something else and then go back to the storyline, like, a million years later. Like, that's not fair. My issue with this storyline is everyone's like, oh, yeah, Caleb's dad looked down on you and blah, 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 after um, Caleb's mum left him to his aunt patty which is jamie's sister it doesn't make sense to me because if jamie is caleb's dad they're just like pretending they have another brother like and he's just run away and everyone including the mom is just like going along with it but the mom just correct the mom just reached out to um to patty she just said that she's moving did the mom know that patty is lying to caleb like that or maybe she's not in on all of it maybe she just knows that she's moving even if she didn't know, though, like, doesn't it ever come up in conversation what his dad's name is? No. Like, he's gone over there and reunited with his mum and asked about what happened and all of that, and they spoke about it. Did she never say her his dad's name? No. When I talk to my kid, it's always your dad or dad said. Okay, but first of all, you're still with your husband. Yeah. Second of all, your kids are babies. Yeah. Third of all, your kids know their dad's name. That's like saying, Sadie, did mum never say our dad's name? I know. Do you not know our father's name? <laughs> I, I still haven't figured out what his name was. I'm trying to figure it out, guys. Help. Yeah. But I think that's all I had for Hannah for these episodes. It was very um, slow for her in terms of having her own drama. Otherwise, she was tied in with Emily a lot. All right. So who's next? Aria next? Yeah, I was going to say, I vote Aria. Um, so first thing I have for Aria is she's chatting with Byron after he gets off the phone and he's like, just spoke to Meredith's papa and he says Meredith's got issues, shocked Pikachu face. Um, she's off her meds. I don't know if you noticed this, but she's disturbed. She's, <laughs> and- he's, worried, he's worried that she's not been taking her medication. You think? Yeah, and he's like, I told her dad that we don't want her punished, we just want her treated. That's still what we want, right? And Arya's like, yeah, in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then tells Arya some sad story about not having a furnace, so he balled her around in sweaters and rolled her from room to room. <laughs> I know. I was like, that Arya being a big ball of yarn story is so freaking weird. Like, I know. Why? Also, they didn't use a fireplace because they were afraid she was going to burn herself. He knew she was dumb and would run into the flames. <laughs> <laughs> and with all that yarn, she'd definitely catch fire. Yeah. Anyway, next, Arya calls Ezra and she's like, can we hang out after lunch? i got to tell you something. Don't worry, though. i got to tell you something. It might be related to a baby or not. Who knows? <laughs> I guess we have to cover a bit of um, our, uh, Spencer in this. We'll get into more detail with Spencer, but we find out that Spencer spilled the beans about the baby. A um, tricks Spencer into it, though. So Spencer gets a message being, and it looks like it's from Arya, and it says... Ezra just found out he dumped me. Please meet me in the park like I'm dead, basically, verbatim. (laughs) And and Spencer storms out of class to do this. Like, she's not even questioning why is Arya not in class. She storms out of class and she, like, yells at Arya's mum to go meet Arya because Arya has now broken up with um, Ezra as far as she thinks. She gets there and she doesn't even question the fact that Ezra's the one sitting there, not Arya. Yeah, and he's having a perfectly good time and smiling at her. I know. So he's um sitting there doing whatever, just Ezra shit. And um, Spencer goes and just starts yelling at him, which, first of all, it's not your place. Yeah. yeah. Um, second of all, like, 
she goes into so much detail. Like, so what if she didn't tell you about you having a secret baby? And um, Ari is like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? And then Spencer's like, oh, you gotta didn't go. know? <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. I gotta run out of here. Like, I didn't know that you didn't know. And she's there yelling at him for like full seven minutes. And then she goes back to her bike and the bike wheel is still spinning. It's still spinning. I knew you were going to yeah. say that. Like, mate, how long have you been screaming at him? How fast were you going? And that bike is still spinning at you. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter how long she was yelling at him. It's the force at which she landed. She just threw her bike down and ran to him. <laughs> like that, she did not have momentum at all. Um, but yeah, next Arya goes to have lunch with Hannah and Emily and everything. And suddenly Ezra storms in and is like, I need to talk to you. He goes back into his old school. He's like, hey, kids. Hey, everyone. How's that English paper going? Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, also, I need to talk to my 12-year-old girlfriend. Let's take this outside right now. I was almost jealous when she said 12. My notes say seven specifically. Okay. <laughs> Every yeah. number you pick at random, though, is always seven. You were like, she just yelled at him for seven minutes, and then she was there for seven years. She's a seven-year-old girlfriend. It's always seven. It's not a shock. <laughs> it's a good number. Uh, also, I feel like if I had just been in exact Ezra's shoes, um, someone comes yells at me that I've got a kid, I don't know. Like, my first instinct would not be to go to the school and yell at my girlfriend for not telling me. I feel like, would you not call Maggie and be like, what the shit, do I have a son? Yeah. Yeah. Is that not the first thing you would do? It is. Like, I don't know, that just baffled me. Yeah, but then um, Aria gets an A message, which conveniently tells her that um, you needed a little push, so I sent push for you, which, like, gets Spencer off the hook. Like, I feel like... A had the biggest opportunity to create drama right then and there between them by not sending that text to Aria. Yeah. Right, because, like, basically A was like, oh, don't worry, don't be mad at Spencer, it was me. Because otherwise what was the point of getting Spencer to do it? You may as well have just straight up told Ezra. P.S. Ezra, you have a kid. Aria has been lying to you. This new A doesn't know what they're doing. Just saying. I was going to say, I think they do know what they're doing. I think it's because they don't want anyone to know about A being a thing yet, right? So they're trying to pin them against each other. Yeah, but just like they sent a fake text from Arya's phone, they could have sent it from anyone else's. They don't have to sign it A. It's rude not to sign the message. <laughs> they could be like, hey, Mr. Ezra, it's uh, Freckle Face from your, gym cl- from your English class. <laughs> just thought you should know. Hello, Ezra, this is Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I need one hundred dollars <laughs> to come perform in your town. Also, you have a child. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Imagine if that was Beyonce though, and she did need a hundred dollars, but everyone just left her stranded. <laughs> no, poor Beyonce. Girl, <laughs> message me. I got you. And then I guess after that, the only thing that happens then is um, Arya goes to meet Ezra and he's packing his bags into the car um, and he's going to go away to live, like, to go meet his son. So he's going to be gone a few days in Delaware. Like, I don't understand. How did Arya do an afternoon trip to pretend to be Amy on a spur of the moment thing? That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm moving. And Ezra's, like, basically moving to be there. Don't understand. Also, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to go meet my son. And Arya's, like, shocked. I know. What were you expecting? I'm surprised he didn't leave immediately because that's what I I would have done. Would have called Maggie from the car on the way to Delaware. 
this is slightly unrelated, but I saw a like TikTok or something today and it was like, do you want to live your life being a girl who poops or do you want to live your life being a woman who takes shits? <laughs> and True. I want to know which one you guys want to be because I personally want to aspire to be a woman who takes shits, but I'm definitely like, gotta go poop, you know? Mate, I am a woman who takes shits. <laughs> Sadie, what are you? Are you, are you a girl who poops? I feel like you give girl who poops I, vibes. I am, yeah, I'm a girl who poops. I'm not a, I'm not a woman who shits. <laughs> <laughs> what a divide, but I definitely feel like I'm on the woman There's who shits side. There's a divide there. There's a divide. I don't know what, why it's there. Yeah. But those two phrases are different from each other. They are different. One's like, I'm cutesy, I'm going to go take a poop. And one's like, oh, I'll be right back on the shit, you know? And I feel like... I'm 50-50. I feel like I'm on the cusp, but I want to be more of just a woman who shits, you know? I was a woman who poops. I am a woman who poops. It also depends on, like, um, whose company you're in, I guess. You don't say you have to go shit at work. So, sometimes I'm a girl who never poops. <laughs> Pooping don't sometimes I just photosynthesize. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, but do you think – okay, so obviously Hannah is a girl who poops, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Spencer is a woman who shits. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's – yeah, I think she's got the makings of a girl who shits, yes. A woman who shits, not a girl. Oh, a woman. Well, she's a girl yeah. at the moment. Yeah, so but yeah, she has – she's a future girl – a woman who shits. Yeah, she's a future woman who shits. But like Veronica like, Hastings, woman who shits. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, but Pam, for example, a girl who poops. Girl who poops. <laughs> she has to be. She just does. I feel like Emily in the future will still be a girl who poops also. I feel like Ashley is an interesting case study because she's both. She is both. I was just thinking, I wanted to say she's a woman who shits, but she's also a girl who poops. She, she is. <laughs> like, when the moment is right, she's not afraid of a shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did you guys take exactly. before coming here today? <laughs> I think I think Arya is a girl who poops pretending she's a woman who shits. Yes. <laughs> Why do I agree with this? Because she's pick me. She's not like other girls, even though she's exactly like every girl. Mm. What do we think about Emily? I think Emily is a girl who poops. She is and always will be mm. a girl who poops. Yeah, even as she yeah. grows into adulthood and she's finding her own skin and everything, she's still very sweet and girl who poops vibes. And then I, I raise the that. next question is how your mother poops or shits, how you end up. Because Veronica Hastings, woman who shits, Spencer, woman who shits, you know? Mm. Although Ella is a girl who poops. <laughs> <laughs> Ella's another one that's on the cast. I don't think she's on the cast. I feel like she's very strongly a girl who poops. <laughs> okay, whereas Alison, definitely, even when she was like 13, woman who shoots. <laughs> she was that when she was a baby, mate. I know, she was thinking about shits in her diaper. <laughs> okay, you know? are we done with talking about fecal matter? <laughs> no. As if you're not yeah. entertained by this. I am thoroughly entertained. <laughs> this, is, this is going great. 
Okay, last question for you guys, and this isn't about Pretty Little Liars, but Bella Swan, poop or shit? Poop. poop. I feel like she's a poop as well. R- Rosalie, she definitely w- a woman who shit. I think um, Bella is exactly like Arya in that she wishes she was shitting. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's just pooping. <laughs> why do I talk to you two? Like, why? Why do we do this to each other every week? I just thought it was such an interesting concept and I needed to share it with my sisters. <laughs> also, who else are you going to have these conversations with? And nobody else will join me in these stupid chats. In my next team meeting, when they're like, does anyone have any questions? I'm going to go and be like, guys, let's go around the room. Are you a girl who poops or a woman who shits? <laughs> if you don't do this, I will disown, disown you. If you don't do this, dishonor on you, dishonor on your family, dishonor on your cow. Okay, guys, I have an idea. <laughs> What's your idea? Oh, no, that was me being you, guys. Oh. I have an idea for an icebreaker. <laughs> I feel like that's an excellent icebreaker. You know that um, woman, I think I think it's in Australia, who started, like, an all-pink, like, legal firm? Mm. Like in, in oh, she's in the U.S. Oh, in the U.S., sorry. Well, yeah. she's super cool, and she started an all-women's law firm, and she wears a lot of pink, and she wears, like, she's like the li- real-life Elle Woods, and she's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's an immigration lawyer. Yeah, and I feel like she would start her meetings with, we're women who shit here, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We should ask her, are you a woman who shits? Like, I don't even need to ask her. I know she is. But we don't want to assume, you know. We should ask. It's polite. <laughs> We're yeah. going to put a poll on this episode. And we want to know from you guys, are you girls who poop or women who shit? And if you're a man, you are also one of those. Like, you don't yes. have to be female. You can be a boy who poops or a yeah. man who shits. You can be exactly. a they who poops and a them who shits. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. It's not we gender just, specific. No, we just want to know if you poop or shit. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, back to our show. If you go down to the woods today, you're in for a big surprise. <laughs> is Mona on this call right now? What's going oh my God, on? But obviously, Mona is a woman who shits though. All. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Mona has the runs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, so what's next? <laughs> next is the next episode for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think same. The next thing I have for Aria is that she's um being sad and yeah, hanging like- out at Ezra's house <laughs> because she's going to, like, look after the plants and stuff. Yeah. And then um, I've never Wes seen a plant in his up. apartment, by the way. I know. First, I'm going to buy – step one, buy a plant. Step two, water the plant. Yeah. <laughs> so she's hanging out at Ezra's, doing, like, literally nothing, just lying on his bed. Being a sook. Yeah. And then Wes shows up because apparently Ezra said he can use the place when he's not there. And um, so Ari's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'll leave you to it. And then Wes sees a pillow dent of Aria lying down. And apparently this touched him somewhere in his heart because then he's like, actually, please keep coming around and checking on those plants. Like, I, I once shot a cactus. 
<laughs> so like I don't understand why the pillow was such a trigger for him, but now um Ari is gonna keep coming over and checking on the plants. Yeah. Um and then I wrote here Ezra 2.0 is settled in and typing because he's just doing Ezra things in Ezra's apartment, basically. Yeah. They didn't give him his own unique personality. No. And this gets um, even worse then, as we watch the rest of this episode. And then like someone calls the house phone and like prank calls and he's like, oh, it was um a wrong number. And then they go out to eat. Also when Arya's describing Wes to Hannah, she's like, yeah, he's pretty full of himself and he's cute, but he's way too comfy with the trust fund. Like, and your boyfriend isn't. Yeah, I know. He just pretends not to be. I don't want... Ezra's like, I don't want a trust fund, but can you give me some assets I can sell, please? <laughs> I know. But, yeah, you're right. So they go to lunch, and while they're – when they're leaving, um, Wes gets approached by this very angry man. And, Mr. Kaplan. Yeah, Mr. Kaplan. And he's like, your mum may have fixed the board, but not me. And then Wes knocks him in the face of the pizza box and runs. And we hear this whole dramatic story of how Wes is just like um, Ezra and he wants to get away from his trust fund, but it's so much harder for him to stop spending his parents' money. So he's been trying to get himself kicked out of prep school by failing classes and just doing a whole bunch of random shit. But the final straw was he hit on his teacher and now this grown man is coming after a literal child and threatening him with physical violence because he hit on his wife. Not even that, though, but we're supposed to feel sorry for him in this moment because he's yeah. stuck in that life that Ezra was stuck in and he's under his parents' controls and stuff. But it's like... Are we supposed to feel sorry for him? Yeah, like, you're not in prison, mate. Get a job and move out. Like, how is you trying to get yourself in trouble so that you can escape this life a traumatic story? Like, literally get a job and get out. But, like, I just feel like the whole... Grown man getting so angry to the point of, like, chasing down a child to beat him up for hitting on his wife is so, like, overkill. Yeah, it's misplaced. You should have been angry with your wife. It also depends, though, because, like, maybe she got in trouble for getting mixed with a student when she didn't do anything wrong or something and then it all got found out. You know what I mean? She got in trouble by the administration board as well. Yeah. So I don't think it was just that he tried to hit on his wife. I think it was, like, he almost fucked up his wife's life. Anyway, he's like, I really want to be something, but I have to, I can't do that with all this money. Where? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so hard to make it in this world if you're rich. Like, we all know. know that, right? Poor rich white man. Yeah, everyone knows that. I know. Yeah. It's so hard being born into generational wealth. Yeah, it's it's not easy. No. And then he, like, gets weird and he's like to Aria, like, you know, I wish I could be like Ezra basically and escape, but I can't. And then he says that she's the most amazing part of this and that's why their mum hates her. Yeah, because she's unpredictable. Like, what? like, first of all, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Arya's literally Second the worst all, part of everyone's life. <laughs> Don't lie. I know, literally she, she ruined all of their lives. Yes, and every job that Ezra's had since he moved to Rosewood. But yeah, that's all I had for Arya by herself. Should we go on to Spencer? Spencer. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we start off this episode with Spencer having a sexy dream about Toby, which turns into a horror dream because he's choking her. And she wakes up in her bed wearing her shoes. Like, why are all these bitches always wearing shoes in their bed? Accessorize at all times. Anyway, Spencer's talking to the girls and they're like, oh, how was your anniversary? And she's like, yeah. Toby was surprised, big surprise, ha, 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 and no one questions it. Yeah. They're like, oh, cool, this seems like a normal conversation. This sounds like Spencer. 
She doesn't look like she's been crying for four years straight. And can I just say, though, throughout this whole episode, Spencer puts hot the word hot in hot mess. Like, she looks insane, but she looks amazing at the same time. Yeah, even when she, like, mental breakdown goes to make that PI, she's, yes. like, putting on mascara and lipstick. And she's crying while she does it. She's smudging under her eyes basically on purpose, and she looks phenomenal. Yeah. Literally Agree. the hottest mess I've ever seen in my life. What a bitch. Yeah. I know. I just wanted to make that known. Yeah. So at this stage, um, Spencer hasn't told anyone that her and um, Toby have broken up. Um, she tells Spen- um, Emily first, but we'll cover that scene in um, Emily's storyline. Yes. And what a scene it is. I have so much to say. And so she's just like basically moping around being sad. Um, she hasn't told them anything. She hasn't told them about um, the fact that, you know, Toby is potentially a, like, information you should be handing over because your lives are all at risk. Yeah. But anyway, this is after the whole um, Ezra thing happens to Arya. And Spencer is, like, sadly microwaving a meal and Arya comes to check on her. Yeah, that's how you know she's depressed because she's having a microwave meal. Yeah. Also, like, do these people, where are their parents all the time? Like, I get they're busy, but are they never home? No. No. And also, my other thing is, didn't they have a housekeeper conveniently some episodes ago? Yeah, the housekeeper is only there to let people in for plot yeah, convenience. Cool. And so you, this is like the start of kind of seeing, and we'll, a lot of this kind of comes in Emily's storyline when we talk about the alley stuff, but Spencer's slowly losing her mind here, right? Like, she's like... Um, I hate Ali. Why do we care about her? What if, you know, if we stop telling lies, I wouldn't have anything over us. Like, she just had enough. You can see. Yeah, yeah. And this is what she says in the scene when Arya comes to check on her. And it's like, you can see that she's just had enough now. Yeah. Um, So, like, clearly in this scene that she's talking to Arya, Spencer is, like, you know, not having it. She's, like, mad. She's, like, sick of this whole thing. She is slashing her dinner with some scissors which, mate, that's a peel off. Like, calm down. Yeah. Like, you can tell she's not well. And then Arya's like, thanks for your concern, by the way. I'm fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, Arya, can't you see she's going through something? Like, are you blind to her demeanour and the fact that she is literally, yeah, like, can you not see that she is stabbing her dinner in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Spencer writes a text to an unknown number and she's like, are you willing to meet me tonight? Nobody can know about this. And the person says, no one will. And then she does the sexy mascara and lipstick putting on in the car while crying and looking hot. Yes, of course. And so the whole time you're like, who is she meeting? Is she meeting Toby? Is she meeting an old fling? Like, what's going on? And then she, like, meets a guy and she's like, wasn't sure if you would show up. And he's like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. You're paying me to be here. Yeah. Um, anyway, it turns out she's hiring a PI and um, she wants him to find out what the key opens and kind of track um, Toby. So she gives him a photo of Toby which she rips her off of. And then she rips herself up, which also makes no sense. But anyway, she rips herself up. She gives um, the guy half a photo of Toby and the key so that he can figure it out. Um, I have a question, though. Why did she not hire Keith Mars? Obviously the best PI in the business. Oh, my God. That would be the best crossover ever. I know. It would be so good. Imagine Veronica Mars trying to solve this case. Yes, I know. Oh, so good. 
And I can just see like Noel Khan like hitting on her or something and she just says one of her like classic like quips and sarcastic lines and is just like whatever tall guy and walks away. Yeah. She's like blah, 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 saying the exact, exact right, right answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then um, so the PI's name is Miles and apparently he finds something and he wants to meet. And then we have a bit of a random thing where um, Mona is taunting Spencer before she has a chance to go meet the PI. Yeah. Um, she reminds him that she's the captain of the decathlon team and the decathlon is a week away and she mentions that um spencer's been off her game of her a game of her a game yes that's right she said her a game like i would have slapped her when she said that it i know me, and did you guys see spencer's face when she like touched her arm mm. yeah like it's a mystery to me how everyone thinks this is okay when she was literally stalking them like i know half a year ago and then this bitch has the audacity to be like, oh, good. I'm glad this isn't a game to you because I'd hate for poor Toby to travel all the way out there for you only to cheer for me. Yeah. And walks off. Yeah. <laughs> this is why she has the runs. <laughs> <No. laughs> There's no control. Mona, abs- Mona has never pooped a day in her life. <laughs> She's been sharding her way through. <laughs> She's so busy, she has to be efficient and sharp. <laughs> yeah. So the spy guy, the PI, um, has... PI, the spy guy, yeah. PI, PI spy guy, <laughs> Miles, has um, been following Toby. He's been tracking his credit card and apparently he's, yeah, he's brought a sandwich, some other boring stuff, and $65 worth of hydrangeas. And it looks like he's um, using cash only now and he's fled town. So the guy doesn't know where he is. Um but he gives Spencer some like life advice. Weird weird life advice about like I don't know many guys that buy $65 worth of hydrangeas before they flee town. And it's like, okay, guy. But this guy did, so <laughs> But this guy did. Um and also he's narrowed down the key to like a more central location, but he needs more encouragement if he if she wants to know where it is. And Spencer's like, mm, I'll think about it. Yeah. So, and then, like, literally nothing else happens to Spencer. And then she's at home being depressed. Depressed Spencer is depressed. And then yeah. she's Oh, my like, God, that's exactly what my note says. It doesn't say depressed Spencer is depressed. Depressed Spencer is depressed. That's what mine says! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so anyway, so um, then she calls the guy and she's, and she's like, how much money do you want? And he says $500. And then he says, okay, then keep looking. So he ends up um, finding the what the key opens. And then when she goes there, it's like a unit in a small building in May, on Mayflower Hill, apparently, is where it is. Yeah. Um, and then Spencer has another, like, deep and meaningful with this guy. Yeah. Where he explains her life story to him. And basically she's saying that, this door is her version of he loves me, he loves me not. Like, so t- at this stage, Toby knows she's got the key. He knows what the key opens. And so she's saying if when she opens that door, everything that she expects to find there, like if A's layer is there, then um, he loves her and he didn't get rid of it all. But if it's all gone, then he loves her not. Yep. 
So that's uh, that's the conclusion she's come to, and, and she's filling like, her guts out to this guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, how many petals does a hydrangea have? Because only yeah. the odd ones win the love thing. Yeah. I would just start on he loves me not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you work for it. Um, so, yeah, so she goes there. But, like, the, it raises the question here. If this is the key to A's lair, and we know it is, like, we've seen the little things before, why would A mark it with an A? Just make it a random key. Well, it was unit A, and it was, had an A on the keychain when it was handed to him. Yeah, that's true. But, like, you're also calling your yourself keychain. A, and you're stalking people. Yeah. Like, At least, it. like, mix it up and go into apartment B, you know? No one will suspect it. And then we kind of build up to Spencer going and opening the apartment door. And she opens it and I guess he loves, he loves her, her not. not. Yeah. So the apartment's been emptied. There's like nothing there. There's like scraps of photos that used to be hanging up and like a mattress standing somewhere. And like there's nothing. Nothing's there. It's all been emptied out and gone. Um, so she just cries. Like she just cries. Yeah. And then the last thing she does um, is she goes and vandalizes Toby's mum's grave. Oh, that's who and- I was. Okay. Yeah, Marion yeah. Kavanaugh. Yeah, so she goes and uh, um, vandalizes Toby's mum's grave and just writes Toby on it. I know. Which is like, at least write something more creative, girl. No, it's because Toby Toby's dead to her, so it had to be over Kavanaugh, you know? She's buried him. Oh, I see. Because I was like, what did his mum do to you? <laughs> she vandalised her grave, but she didn't vandalise it because of the mum. She vandalised it so that Toby's dead. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it, but that's still disrespectful because she means something to people other than Toby too. Like who? Agreed. Toby's dad. Who was married to her. Yeah, but he moved on, didn't he? Yeah, that doesn't mean you don't love the person. I don't know. And is your options fall in a ditch and die? Or just love them forever but and be, like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, don't – if you move on and be happy, you no longer love them. Yeah. No, you guys are right. She wrote Toby, so it was, like, it's spelled Toby Cavanaugh. I get it. But, like, still, don't vandalise his mum's grave. Rude. Sorry. Do you, do you see a blank grave somewhere? You don't have to do that at all. She could have done the whole, you know, burning all his things ritual. And now, I can't believe it, guys, but Emily's is the most exciting storyline. Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama, but you are, Emily. You're the drama. Yeah, you're the drama. All right. So the first thing is um, that I have for Emily is that she's on the phone to Aria and they're talking about, um, oh, yes, um, the um, the stuff that they found out about Ali's dad and how Ali's, I mean, Alice, Aria's, dad. Aria's dad and how Aria's dad mentioned that when he left, he saw Melissa. Okay. So I have a note on this. It's literally like, okay, the video of seeing Melissa in the room the night Ali died wasn't enough. They now have an eyewitness and they're like, we need to talk to Spencer to talk to Melissa because she was still there again. <laughs> like, they learned nothing else new except that she took a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. She was still there again. <laughs> like, nothing happened. She took a phone call outside. Literally, that's it. Byron yeah. also saw her there, but you also had video evidence of her already being there. But this is like, but I guess the difference is she's now the, the latest one in the chain of the last person to see Alison alive. Did she see her alive? Her back was against the tree talking to Byron. Well, I don't know. Byron saw her in the vicinity. Okay. <laughs> Byron saw anyway. her seeing her. 
So anyway, Aria and Emily are like ready from like yesterday to jump on the Melissa bandwagon. And they're like, yeah, it must be Melissa, right? Because she was there, right? Yeah, but it's not yeah. Melissa. It's never Melissa. I feel like House. It's never Lupus. It's never Melissa. Melissa then, has um, Lupus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa is Lupus. Plot twist. Um, so Pam is the designated parent now. So Wayne's out, Pam's in. Pam's in. And um, Pam now also randomly just works at the police station. I was going to ask you guys that. Did I miss something or why is she hanging out at the police station? Is that her job now? She just works there oh, now. Okay. Yeah. She mentions that when she talks to Emily in this scene here that she just got the job at the police station. So anyway, um, Emily is talking to her mum a little bit about what happened with Nate and she's like, why did I ever trust Nate? And it's like, isn't that what we said a few episodes ago? Why would you trust yeah. Nate? Yes. But anyway, she does. And then um, they get a package and it's like from the James family yeah. or whatever, from yeah. um, real Nate – Nate's real family. Lyndon James's family. Lyndon James's family. Supposedly. And it's Uncle and Lincoln. It's stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Uncle Lincoln gives him some stuff. <laughs> and apparently it's the stuff of Ali's that Maya had when Nate killed her. Um, <laughs> and they sent it to Emily, which is first of all weird. Second of all, it's this concept of so they've been saying this along the whole way, right? That the reason Maya got killed was because she had something of Ali's and that she was on her way to give it to Emily. How did anyone assume this? Where was the, like... The note under at Hannah's flower pot. Did they know that before then or not? I think they did know that before then, but they added it in to make it make sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. Anyway, so now she's got that stuff. And in that was the infamous biology book, which we'll get to know very well this episode. Yeah, so they're going through the biology book, right? And it's got these notes. Um, it's got these notes between Ali, whose handwriting they recognise, and somebody else who they initially don't recognise. Um, yeah. And they talk about a random person that we haven't met yet called Beach Hottie. And Toby. Is Sadie? Yeah, is Sadie, is Sadie no, go? No, I'm here. Okay, good, because I need you here right now. I'm here right now. Um, I'm, about need- about, I'm about to talk about Durak Toby. Yes! This is why we needed you. So the other thing that Ali wrote about was Toby. So do you want to tell us about Toby? So Ali wrote about Toby, and then we get to a flashback when she goes to visit him in Juby, and this guy's got a scar under his eye and a Durak. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Walking around shirtless and angry because he's in juvie. Yeah. That was like the stereotypical, like... Okay, first of all, how were you supposed to understand who was in prison if he didn't have a do-rag? And also, now Toby rocks the short hair, but back then in season one, he had the Bieber flick, so he couldn't just regrow it. He, in order for him to wear a do-rag, he would have had to have, like, braids or cane rows or something. Cane rows? What is it? Sorry. Corn rows. Corn rows. Rows of canes as far as the eye can see. Um, yeah, so tell us about Durag Toby. So Durag Toby is um, – so Ali's gone down under the suspicion that uh, Toby is the one leaving the A notes. He obviously says that it's not him. Right, but he wishes he knew who it was and stuff like that. Um, and also he doesn't only say he wishes he knows who wrote the note. He says he wishes he, he knew who wrote the notes and he would offer his services. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. But he's already doing that, so it's not so much of a dun, dun, dun. 
But what if this was in the works from then? Like, this is later on, but then you've got Emily saying to Spencer, Arya saw Paige doing, no, Hannah saw Paige. Yeah, but what does Emily know? Everything. That's why Emily wasn't there. She she doesn't even know that Toby's A now. She doesn't know shit. She's the center of the drama. Yeah, but she doesn't know anything. Emily is the eye of the storm, bro. Also, my issue with this whole do-rag Toby scene is I need to, I desperately need to know what Alison wrote in that book because unless she wrote, do rag Toby greeted me, this is all what's happening in Spencer's imagination. <laughs> She's imagining the do rag. Also, why didn't the girls imagine the do rag? Like they read it first. Why is she writing in this little biology book that she's making obviously yes. a GG read? Word for word. word. CC. CC. That's It's all cool. It all means the same thing. Yeah. Right, so why is she writing verbatim, like what Toby said to her to this CC chick? My other question is, why is she writing this in a biology notebook anyway? When CC was like, you know, three years ahead of her or something, yeah. they wouldn't have had any classes together. Yeah, CC had some weird explanation for that, right? When they asked her, I don't remember what it was. No, I don't think so. I just wrote down because I was thinking this the whole time, and I was like, why did they write this? And Emily's just like the only reason Emily pieces it together is because she sees the photo of her and Allie at Cape May. And she doesn't say anything about the notebook. She shows her the notebook and she's like, Yeah, this is my handwriting, and then she just moves on. Yeah. So when um Emily tells Spencer about the biology book and everything, like this is also another scene and do rag Toby. This is also another scene where we see Emily, I mean Spencer just like kind of have it. And she's like why do we care what happened to Ali? Because she wasn't loyal to any of us. And like, she's just real mad. Like, she doesn't want to deal with this anymore. She's like, why do we care who, um, what's his name? Um, the beach hottie is because she was slutting it up with three different guys and different zip codes. That yeah. Summer. Like- well, yeah, no, it was because in the biology book, it talks about how Ali was scared to tell beach hottie something, something. And we don't know who Beach Hottie is at this stage. And at this stage, we don't know what she was scared to tell him. Um, And Emily's like, was Ian ever a lifeguard? Because all they know about is Ian at this stage. And, yeah, so Spencer's like, who cares what she had to tell him? She was probably too scared to tell him that she was slutting it up. Yeah, so as we saw with the scene with Durag Toby, Ali was getting a shit ton of A messages. And we've seen this before as well anyway. And so Ali has crossed out the possibility that it's Jenna because apparently – Jenna was going through surgery when some of them were sent. So she doesn't think it's her. And then so after Spencer reads this and like saw the thing that we just talked about where Ali was like, yeah, well, if I knew who was sending that, I would offer them my services. So Spencer starts crying and she's just like so upset. And Emily jumps to the stupidest conclusion she's jumped to yet. And she's like, are you upset because Ali tried to hook up with Toby? (laughs) Because Ali was like to Toby in the memory. You want to kiss me or something like that, right? Is that not yeah. what she said? I don't yeah, know, but... so basically Toby's like, I wish I knew who this was so I could offer them my services and basically ruin your life also. And she's like, I bet you wish you kissed me. Yeah, and oh, yeah, when you had the chance Yeah, is what she said. Um, and then, like, I wrote, why is Ellie obsessed with people kissing her? Why is she, like, always on about people kissing her? I don't know. Um, and then this is when Spencer tells Emily that they she broke up with Toby but she's not ready to talk about it, which is like, you really should, though. Because you think he's A. You think he's at least on the A team. You called him in a hoodie. 
Well, yeah. this is also like what you were saying last episode. If people stopped telling each other half truths and just told everyone everything they know, they would know what was happening. Like if people yeah. knew about what was going on with Lucas and knew what was going on with Toby, they would be able to figure out that they both worked with Mona like, and yeah. where they stand with these people. No, go. we're going to watch our entire lives fall apart. Yeah, instead everyone knows half a person from the team. <laughs> anyway, so then – um. Pam is at her job. So Pam's like just asking the cops about um, is it weird that the James family has their address? And um, so we see the return of Wilden. Wilden's there and he's like, I know about this more, so I'll answer your question. Um, And he says like, oh, they shouldn't be reaching out to you. If you want, I can get in touch with them and like run interference and say that if they've got anything sent to you, they can send it to the police first. And for some reason, this makes Pam suspicious. I don't see the reason it made Pam suspicious, though. I don't because know Because, first of all, what does Pam know about Wilden? Like, fine, the girls have reasons to be suspicious about Wilden. What does Pam know about him, first of all? Cop instincts, bro. Not a damn thing. She's not second a cop. Second of all, she's not a cop. She just works, no, she works for the police. She's not a cop. She's, like, admin or something. Like, if that was me, wouldn't you, wouldn't you be like, yes, please run interference? So my daughter doesn't keep getting this stuff. Even if you thought he was weird, like, so what? Let him keep the James stuff. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so Emily's going through the book again and she finds at the end there's a picture of Ali and Cece together. And she's like, oh, I think the other girl is Cece. So she meets with Cece, but first she goes to the office. We'll, we cut back to Pam. Yeah, yeah, we cut back to Pam. Yeah. And Wilden is asking Pam if Emily and Pam are going to move. That was so um, random as well because he's was, like, it was really random. when I first started working here, I could, nothing ever happened in Rosewood. And then Pam cuts him off and is like, are you asking if we're going to move? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just, he's like, I wouldn't blame you if you did. Like, how did you get that from that? I would have just been like, oh, so your job used to be boring, huh? Yeah, I agree. Um. But anyway, Wilden is also now the genius that's pointing out that um, maybe the fact that Emily killed someone might be affecting her. I know. The only, like, emotionally mature thing he's ever said. Like, Pam's like, oh, yeah, maybe, but she doesn't talk about it. Wilden's like, you know, it's going to be hard to believe, but I know exactly what Emily's going through. And I'm like, okay, have you, Wilden? Have you been stalked for two years? Had your girlfriend killed? What's your other girlfriend who tried to drown you get kidnapped and then kill someone? (laughs) Have you been through exactly that, have you? Yeah, he has. Yeah, okay, what's, cool. what's your point? <laughs> cool, I just wanted to check. Cool. So anyway, Emily meets with Cece and she confirms that she is the one that Ali was riding with, but she doesn't know who Beach Hottie was because Ali kept making like these nicknames and not telling her what stuff are, which to be honest, she did too with the girls too, right? Like remember when yeah. she was telling them about pig skin and they didn't know who pig skin was and... And Ian was just the older guy. Yeah, Ian was just the older guy. So, like, it just sounds like Ali being Ali, and she was talk- telling about Beach Hottie, but Cece didn't know who Beach Hottie was. And then we have a flashback scene to Cece at some lobster party, which is, like, at Cape May. Uh, yeah. And um, while she's at this party, Ali sneaks up in the woods to talk to her, and she's trying to talk to her in private. So Cece goes and meets her. And we find out that in this scene, just before she died, Ali was scared that she was pregnant because her period was late and we still don't know who beach hottie is but she says that she can't tell him because if he finds out he will kill her dun, dun, dun. so dun, beach dun. hottie sounds like a beach naughty to me yeah were you waiting all day to use that line 
I was, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, and then this is when Emily shows up at Aria's house, what we talked about before, while Aria was sitting on the couch about to get grilled cheese. Yeah. Um, so Emily shows up and she's telling Aria what she just learned. And apparently Emily looked it up. And if the pregnancy was in an early enough stage, it doesn't show up on an autopsy. So that's why they wouldn't have known in the autopsy that Aria was pregnant if she was pregnant. Alison. Yeah, Alison. Who did I say? Aria. Aria. Uh-uh. Yeah. Also her, though. They wouldn't tell if she died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so Aria says one of the smart things that she said in um, all of the seasons, and she's like, well, if some guy in Cape May did kill her, maybe this is bigger than a key and we need to tell the police. Uh, they decide, yes, this is what they're going to do. Um, and Emily goes uh, to the police station and she gives the book to her mum because that's like the policiest person there. So Hannah was also there because she got the drink thrown at her and apparently a little bit of gin flew in her mouth so she's got done for underage drinking. And so they're both at the police station and Wilden comes and gets the book um, that Emily just gave to Pam while yep. they're talking and then they're like, basically screaming next to him what are you doing <laughs> and as he's getting the book i know he's like in their pockets <laughs> he's in their pockets and and hannah's like what are you doing and emily's like the cops need to see this and unfortunately he's a cop and yeah, like he, he heard all of this there's no way he didn't yeah anyway he was on screen and everything yeah um they take the book he takes the book turn leaves they turn a corner and oh M-G. They see a photo on the wall of Wilden at Cape May. With other cops as well because they were wearing With police other academy cops. shirts. Yeah. Shirts. But, and we'll come to this in a second. Oh, I'm this, so annoyed at what you're about to say. I already know. Yeah. Uh, is it the fact that they now are convinced that Wilden is beach hottie? Yes. Yeah. Like, there's no other clues. Like, he was there, yes. At what point in time? <laughs> yeah. First of all, at what point in time? Even if he was there the same weekend... There was clearly other men there too. Like it's yes. not just Wilden just because you know him. Yes, it is. No, I know him. And so Ali would have slept with him. I know this. Yeah. Like you could be like, oh, yeah, it's a possibility. Let's look into it. But they're like, no, Beach Hottie is Wilden forevermore. Beach Hottie is now it's Wilden. Solidified. Yeah, of and course. A couple of scenes later when she goes back to the police station, the picture's gone. I mean, I don't think that solidifies it, first of all. Second of all, I also have a problem with this. I know, that's also what I was going to say. Yeah. They don't, like dumbasses, they don't take the picture of the picture then and there. They go by, back, like, seven business days later to take a picture. Yeah, Emily's like, I have to go back and snap a pic. I, I had a yeah. with Emily putting the book on her mum's table and walking away to talk to Hannah. I was 100% certain that she's going to come back and the book's going to be gone. Yeah, wouldn't have been surprised at all. Yeah. So, yeah, so in the next scene, all of the girls are kind of – and this is the start of the next episode, by the way. So we finished episode one, um, episode 17, so up to the start of episode 18 now. So the girls are all sitting at a cafe and they're wondering whether Wilden's read the book yet. And, like, obviously he has because why would you wait? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If I was Wilden, I would have read the book, like, immediately. In the meantime, so Jason comes in at this stage and he lets them know that um, Ali's – body's been released back to the family and they're gonna put you're her... gonna say into the wild for a second <laughs> <laughs> yeah, into the wild so jason comes back into the thing and he's like 
Um, you know, they're releasing Ali's body back to us now, so we're going to give her another burial. This time we're going to put her in a mausoleum. By the way, the things that were in Ali's grave are still missing, so we don't know where they are. And he's also like, oh, when we find those, the police find those things as they're looking for them, they're going to be like, this is the killer, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just FYI. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Spencer has another breakdown in front of Jason um, about Allie and he's like, She's literally like, I'm just sick of dead Allie and her holy bones is basically the crux of what she says. Like, yeah, like, why are we pretending she's a saint now that she's dead? Like, she did wrong by all of us is essentially the crux of what Spencer says. So Arya and Hannah have stuff from the grave. So Arya has the earrings and Hannah has the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. The planchette, not the whole board. Like, you might know some stuff, but did you really keep a note of how many postcards Emily put in there, for example? like Also, why are you putting 25 in there? That's too many, girl. Yeah, and so they have a difference of opinion here. Hannah wants to ditch the things um, and Arya's like, ah, no, like, wait a minute, this could be an A trap. Like, A could be wanting us to try and get rid of them. So they're having, like, a difference of opinion um, about how they're going to handle it. Hannah's like, I think you're making a mistake when Arya's like, I'm going to hold on to my things. And Arya's like, well, then it's my mistake to make Hannah. Arya just loves owning her mistakes. Yeah. Except for the actual mistakes she made, like dating a teacher. And forsaking her whole family for a man whose surname she didn't know. Yeah, so Emily goes back to take the picture and the picture's not there. Like, dun, dun, dun. There's only a couple of clear little um, pins there. For In her mind, that's that's solidifying the fact that um, Wilden is, is beach hottie. Even if Wilden read the book, saw Kate May, and then was like, holy shit, I'll get rid of this. It doesn't necessarily mean that he was beach hottie. He could yeah. have just been like, I don't want association. Hold on a minute. I remember hanging out with Cece there. I don't want anything to do with this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not proof. Yeah. Anyway, while she's there, she uses the excuse of she's going to ask her mum if she wants dinner. Um, yeah. While her mum's like rifling through her bag, she pulls out a pulls out a post it. Emily's automatic like that's mine and turns it over and it's like big red writing with a couple of um, capital A's, but it's in French. She makes her way over to Spencer, doesn't she? Spencer. Uh, I was going to say, and when she goes to Spencer, she's like freaking out because um, they're threatening to kill me if I go to the police. And even though she like reads out what it says in French, she basically reads out the police is capable of murder in French. She's like, the police is capable de murder. And she's like, obviously, yeah. this means that the police are going to they're going to kill me. So Spencer gives her a French lesson, and she's like, says in beautiful French, basically that it says, "Stop digging. The police already know that you're it's you who's capable of murder." Which is yeah. the opposite of what Emily <laughs> what Emily interpreted. Yeah, I know, and it's like also though, is Spencer the only like French that you know? Like, you have access to the internet, as if you wouldn't Google what that means. I know. Just, I don't know, that's like I took like one year of French in school, like however long ago, and me trying to translate something just because I took one class. I'm like, oh, yes, <laughs> And um, Emily goes back to seeing Dr. Sullivan, who's made a reappearance. I feel um, like at this stage you'd go see a new psychologist though, right? Yes. Like start fresh. Yeah. There's only one psychologist in Rosewood, like there's one police officer. I'm surprised it's not Ren doing a rotation here. I know. Dr. Sullivan has apparently diagnosed Mona as uh, being able to rejoin society 
if she has the right meds. Emily goes to Dr. Sullivan and she wants to talk about how she killed Nate and like she's doesn't feel like a hero. She feels really guilty because even though he was trying to harm them and Dr. Sullivan suggests therapy, hypnotherapy. And Emily's like, the problem is I do remember, like I'm not trying to remember stuff. And Dr. Sullivan's like, no, no, hypnotherapy is not just about remembering stuff. It's kind of about you trying to, you know, um, realign parts of you basically. And even though she said that, Emily's like, okay, let's do that. The first thing Dr. Sullivan says is, okay, so close your eyes and remember. <laughs> it's like the first thing she says to her, remember you're back at the lighthouse. What are you seeing? In Emily's hypnotherapy, she opens her eyes and she's somehow still asleep with her eyes wide open. I don't know how it works, but it scared me. And she's just walking through somewhere. She doesn't know where she is. It's dark, real dark. And Dr. Sullivan is asking her if she sees a lighthouse, but she doesn't. She sees sprinklers and then there's LED in the yellow tea. She knows she's going to die, that she shouldn't be there and she shouldn't be doing this. And Emily's like crying. She's like, I want to wake up now. I want to wake up now. And that she sees the murder weapon. Allie's like crying and says that you need to stop. And she's like falling backwards into the hole where she was kind of like dug, buried alive. What do you think you're doing? Um, like, please stop it kind of a thing. And Emily's beating her with a shovel. And Emily wakes up and runs out of therapy because she has to go. And Dr. Sullivan's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye then. I still have to charge you for a full session. <laughs> and then Mona comes to see Dr. Sullivan. With a with an orchid. Like, she just is creepy Mona, as always. But she tells Dr. Sullivan that she can never repay her for what she did for her. Mm. So it seems like the doctor that's been writing those notes may have been Dr. Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Mona's been, like, continuing to blackmail her, it seems like. Because also when Emily said to her, oh, yeah, you, you said that Mona would be fine, it's just like you said, um, she looked uncomfortable in that moment as well. Then all of the girls go to see Ali's crypt. So um, the storylines are kind of merging here. All of them go, except for Spencer, who wasn't um, going to be going. Can we talk about what they're wearing for another funeral? So Jason's yeah, in a suit, right? Like as you, yeah. you know, you're dressing up nice as in dark clothes. Mm -hmm. Emily's in this white sundress. Hannah's in yeah. this cheetah print thing. And Arya's yeah. in this long red like she sort of dress. Yeah. And they're just like all there to mourn their dead friend. Like like Hannah's yeah. mum said, this isn't a Nicki Minaj concert. You don't need to be wearing cheetah print and like yeah. – I don't know, festival. To be wear. fair, how many times are you gonna lay this person to rest up? Same. Like you can you can still wear black though. <laughs> <laughs> how many times? You don't have to wear your rave outfit. <laughs> That's all they have left. When you now. have another funeral at six, but rave at six thirty. It was that or Hannah's Mamma Mia skirt. Yeah, true. It was one or the other. And so they go there and um Spencer hasn't hadn't shown up yet. She does show up in a second. Um, Ali's grave says, unable other love to die for love is immortality. Um, Hannah says that that's creepy. And obviously our well-read Aria is like, it's Emily Dickens. And she's like, so disgusted by the fact that she doesn't know. Yeah. And Hannah's like, well, it's still creepy. Like they're cool. Yeah. But it's she's also not like, saying that like, it's not famous. It's just creepy. Yeah. But also if you're going to say something to like that kind of, an effect you should have just used Ali's words yeah as Ali says that's immortality my darlings I know 
Why didn't you put that on her crypt? Because you can't be like, leave a beautiful corpse behind. That's immortality, my darling. That's just as bad. <laughs> just put, that's immortality, my darlings. Then Spencer barges in. Like, this is just the continuation of just Spencer going, like, crazy. Batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah, she barges in and she tells Jason about Allie being pregnant when she died. And Jason's like, what the hell? Um, and she tells her the backstory of, like, it doesn't come up in an autopsy too. And then she tells him that Detective Wilden is the father. Like, definitively yeah. tells him Detective Wilden is the father. Like, not ifs or buts or we think or it's likely. No, just he is the father. They've just decided. Rosewood's like, no finest. At all. Yeah, Rosewood's finest. It's Wilden. We've decided because he was in a photo one time and the photo disappeared. She just, like, Dr. Phil him and was like, you are the father. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and after, like, Jason storms out because he needs to go talk to the cops about this I guess and when they walk out they're like what do we do should we go to the police and Arya's like I'm not concerned now she's concerned about Spencer now she is not all the signs before this she's like um forget about um the police and stuff like that like forget about Jason and trying to fix this what's going on with Spencer like I'm heartbroken too but she's just broken like don't make it about you your boyfriend has gone to another state to see his son not everything Spencer's going through. You don't know shit. Like, don't try and make this about you. She's I'm heartbroken gonna. too. She's gonna. I'm heartbroken too, guys. Yeah, because she's like, she can't hack it that she's not having the most re- um, extreme reaction right now. She's like, damn it, I should have gone harder. I know. And that just bugged me so much. I was just like, I, like it was such a throwaway line, but I like read a whole paragraph about this. I was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was a throwaway line, but you caught it. I did, yeah. <laughs> um, but while this is happening, the sprinklers, sprinklers, the sprinklers, <laughs> um, the sprinklers start going on, and um, Emily has a flashback again, and she realizes when she heard the sprinklers, and like when she was what she was remembering, hypnotherapy wasn't the night Ali died, and she wasn't killing Allison. She was at Ali's grave that night a few months ago, like when we started off the season again, and Mm -hmm. she sees someone in the grave trying to open up the casket and trying to shut her up, and she sees someone in a red coat. Like, I get it, like, you weren't conscious and you were in hypnotherapy, but, like, how do you get the two confused? Like, why? how did you see Allison and then suddenly, but you actually met her grave, and you were meant to be at a lighthouse, but... <laughs> and the only defining fact if you didn't remember any of this was some sprinklers. You might as well have been in your yard. Like, <laughs> hey, is a flashback, okay? Why are you dissing it? Because yeah. it's just like Emily, get your thoughts together. <laughs> like, but she finally, and then they also out, like props to Emily. What did she say? The lady, the girl in the red coat with the blonde hair, is in charge. Yeah, which was another baseless assumption. They just saw someone in a red coat because that's what I was going to say. Like, so we know that there's someone else in charge, right? Because we saw the Toby and Mona scene. Yeah. What have they seen? <laughs> what are they basing this on? <laughs> They've seen the vibes. <laughs> They've seen you the vibes. Hallucination. Yeah. So Hannah's like, so Emily's like, oh yeah, there was someone in a red coat there. And they're like, red is a boss color. She's got to be in charge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> red is a good woman who shits. <laughs> Yeah, it is a woman for shit. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just like, what, what did you base that on? So, like, we could make that assumption, I guess, because we're like, we've seen we've seen the Toby and Mona scene. They haven't seen the Toby and Mona scene. 
And everyone who's there doesn't even know that Toby's a part of it. So Exactly. But yeah, and then we end the episode with A at like a bottle shop and they're, you know, buying a bottle of whiskey. And while they're there, they also take a peppermint again. So it's a continued theme of A liking peppermints because they've done that many times before. Yeah. And um, the person's like, oh, make sure you ask for ID. And A pulls out their wallet and is about to pull out their ID from their chain wallet attached to their pants. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize this was 2001, but okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, we don't see the ID. Shocker. <laughs> they just tease us. Yeah. Well, we don't need to see the ID because someone's going to look at their hand and be like, you're in charge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the episodes. So that was another episode of Shades Woods. Thank you for joining us. Join us next week for another for an episode of Books, Beat and a Blast, where the Worst Sisters will tackle a new book, a new movie and a new song to discuss. If you have any suggestions or if you have any comments, please feel free to reach out to us on our socials, which are at Worst Sister Shire on TikTok, Facebook, Reddit and Instagram and at Sister Worst on Twitter. All right, do you want me to count you guys out? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Had a bum. Had a bum.